Come here. What up? Yo, fingers. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. That was me getting excited. What's going on? Are you excited? Did that work? Did that get you? What? Did the finger oh, thing? Oh, work? yeah. Are you now sure. excited? It activated your excitement? Uh, yeah, I had to do uh, jazz hands. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so it is Sunday, about one o'clock. There are currently basketball games being played. Yeah. We'll talk about some of round two so far, probably at some point, because it's been really dope. Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about that thing we just watched? Do you want to talk about something different? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the since, righteous we just, gem- since we just watched it. The Righteous Gemstones. New HBO show, The Righteous Gemstones, starring Danny McBride, John Goodman, and Adam Devine. Have we ever talked about Danny McBride on this podcast? I don't like think as far so. as like how we both feel about him? I, I really like Danny. Danny McBride's great. Yeah. Okay. He's hysterical. Well, some people are just like, oh, he's like a one trick pony. I mean, like, that may be true, but yeah. that doesn't mean that the trick's not good. I love the trick. Yeah. <laughs> I love the trick. trick. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I saw somebody comment on this trailer. They were like, I feel like. Danny McBride is contractually obligated in every appearance to do the masturbating thing. <laughs> like everything he's in, he has to like ghost masturbation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or do like finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> like something like that. Uh, the, the, the trailer in this show. So it's a new HBO show. Mm-hmm. doesn't show a ton, but I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued more by the cast than the premise, but mm-hmm. I think the cast fits the premise super well. Right. Plus, so- any chance to see John Goodman get to balance his comedy and drama chops. Are they supposed to be like, like grandpa, dad, I, I think son? that's the bit. That- I don't think so. I think, or they just I like think Danny McBride that? is definitely John Goodman's son, but I don't know if Adam Devine is related. Right. But I think if he is, I think he's another son. Okay. I don't think he's Danny McBride's son. Cause they make a joke about it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. Also the, <laughs> There's a girl from Smallville that plays the Danny McBride's wife. She's from Smallville. Yeah, I did not catch that. She, Who is she in Smallville? Fuck, I don't remember the the actual what her character's name was. If you asked me, like maybe like three years ago, I'd know off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But um, she was. I mean, we got a whole box set around here somewhere. Let's go watch all of it, all ten seasons. We'll figure it out. Um, it, t- it starts with a T. Tina. No. <laughs> what is her? What, what is the character? So she's like uh, when Lex is sort of coming. She she comes into the series like around like like uh, episode or like season five through like eight. It's a pretty big chunk. Tim, Tim, oh god damn it! This is not interesting. Okay, anyway, she's in it. Yeah, funny bit in the trailer too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I should watch more HBO shows. How many have you seen? Not a lot. Not a lot. Obviously, Game of Thrones. I'm trying to think what is definite HBO. I haven't seen The Wire, even though I really want to. I haven't seen Deadwood, although I've heard great things. I've heard Barry is amazing. Bill Hader's show? Yeah. I've heard it's amazing, man. It's one of those things that's like like Veep. You know, a lot of people I've heard really Veep like, is great. You know, Veep's won a, a bunch of, of Emmys and stuff. Really like Veep. The newsrooms won a bunch. Of, I don't, I'm not super interested in the newsroom, but that's Sorkin. I'm that's in Sorkin, the so I know you are. Mm. Yeah, I've seen clips from the newsroom, and I'm, I'm sure mm. it's like you know juicy and shit. Yeah, but I'd like. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it, but I'd watch a lot of other shows before I would watch the newsroom. Okay. Um. What did I just say? Oh, Barry. Yeah. Do you know the premise of Barry? No. Okay. Barry is about. Bill Hader playing a hitman who gets hired to kill an aspiring actor 
and shows up at their acting class and falls in love with acting and then no longer wants to be a hitman and wants to be an actor, but he's an awful actor. <laughs> okay. It's an amazing premise. <laughs> That's it's pretty so great. funny. That's pretty great. It's so funny. And Bill Hader is like the perfect person to do that. Yeah. So like it's in season two right now and I think it airs after Game of Thrones. And I'd like, it's early enough that I feel like I could just dive into it and catch up really quickly and be super into it. So I'm thinking about starting Barry because Bill Hader's great and it mm-hmm. sounds like a super funny idea. I'd, I'd probably, if like if I wanted to like take a deep dive into any HBO shows that I haven't yet, it would probably be The Wire. The Wire for sure would be the number one. Then, the problem with doing it for The Wire is that there's so much of it. Right. It's like eight seasons or something. Mm-hmm. There's just so much of it to watch. She played Tess Mercer, by the way. You remember Tess Mercer? Vaguely. Okay. Is she like a business person? Uh, yeah, business person that kind of like uh, works with, with Lex. Yeah, um, I think I remember her. And they kind of grow a, like a romantic yeah. slash business par- partnership. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I remember. That was her? Mm-hmm. Whooshed right over my head. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think if... Have I seen... I had to have seen something else from HBO, right? Maybe not, though. My parents never had it growing up. I never... I didn't get it until recently. Uh, Empire Falls. You ever seen Empire Falls? Nope. Never saw, the, seen never saw the Sopranos. That was interesting. It's got to be something. Maybe not. No. Entourage. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Entourage. <laughs> Entourage is such a weird, like, the, the, the reaction it elicits from people, right? How, like, you can tell when you meet someone if they're the type of person who would like Entourage or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh-huh. A, you know, great people can like Entourage, but you're a certain type of person. Right. You know what I mean? Entourage. Entourage. That movie got made, right? They made a movie? Mm-hmm. They were like the first of the... Ragarazzi. That's right. They were like the first of the sort of like long-running TV shows to make a movie to conclude their show thing that HBO did, I think. Now they're doing it with Deadwood. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Deadwood? No, I said that. Never seen Deadwood. Apparently, they say fuck a lot, and that makes me want to oh, watch it. Oh, True Detective. It. Duh. True Detective. I, but I knew again, there was an obvious one. Again, didn't see it until a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to I gotta go on an HBO deep dive. Um. Okay. Can we talk about the biggest news of the week, though? What's that? The Sonic trailer. <laughs> Did we talk? So, this all happened over the course of this, this past week. week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's been a long week. Um, so a trailer dropped for Sonic the Hedgehog and it is fucking awful. It looks terrible. That movie looks so bad. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the character design of Sonic is horrifying. He looks like a weird... The, the joke I've seen is that he looks like a person wearing a creature's skin, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It just looks really bad. It doesn't look anything like Sonic. What were they doing? Now, because of backlash and outrage in the internet existing... <clears throat> the I think Paramount is the company that's making it have promised to fix it. They're going to fix. They're like, we're going to fix Sonic. We're going to make him look better. <laughs> but guess what? Not going to help this movie that much based on the trailer. Okay. So there's a lot of uh, people online with a conspiracy. Oh, I was going to ask you about this. Do you think that they made the thing look awful to drum up interest in the movie? That would be fucking genius. It, it would is. be genius. It would be genius. It's also maniacal. Right. But it's genius. Uh-huh. If that's real. I don't think it's real. That's such a wild idea. But it seems like even like like just as wild that the fact that they're like, all right, well, now we have to completely redo all So this of is not, it's not unprecedented. I, I've seen... 
in 2005, they did this with the King Kong movie. Yes. So it's not unprecedented to fix but have you a seen bad character design between, animation. Between, but have you seen the differences between King the, Kong the before old and King after? Kong and yeah, the it looked King way Kong? better after. I, I agree that it looked way better after, but like I don't think that the changes will be as drastic. They're going to make Sonic's eyes bigger. Do you think that's the only thing? No, but it's the biggest thing that Are they, they have to add do. Gloves? Why does Are he they have awful? Shoes? Why does he have awful human eyes? I don't think they'll change Cause shoes. Because like he's wearing like Nikes or some shit. Yeah. No, they won't change that. But are they going to make him bigger? Are they going to mm, so that it like fits the, the character a little bit more? Maybe I don't you know? know. Just go put a scene in the movie where he steals a pair of Shaq shoes. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, so. Yeah, like the 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 difference between the old King Kong and the new King Kong, like the, the before mm-hmm. and after, I don't think they were as uh, drastic. I don't okay. think they were as. Big. I just saw so the movie think, posters. Like it just looked like like the old King Kong looked, looked really dumb. dumb. He looked dumb. He looked like an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Um. He looked like a slow monkey, but they made him into a hot monkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's ape to you, sir. Monkey, how dare you! Yeah, this movie looks awful, though. Like, it's not just the bad character design. Can you think of one line from that trailer that made you laugh? No. How can you have an entire movie's worth of Ben Schwartz in a VO booth fucking around and you can't put one funny line in the trailer? Ben Schwartz is hysterical. Yeah. Jim Carrey doesn't look funny. I don't, like, Ben Schwartz is hysterical, but, like, other than... Parks and Rec. What have you seen Ben Schwartz in? DuckTales. Have you seen DuckTales? Yes. Really? Yes. Is it good? Yes. I watched DuckTales a lot as a kid, but I, I haven't seen The new seen DuckTales, Ben Schwartz is one of the three Is it like Doobie like, Brothers. Is it like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Doobie Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doobie Brothers. Um, <laughs> fucking... Yeah, but I haven't seen, like, there's been that and the bit that he does with, uh... Steve. Yeah, with he's Steve, Steve He's Steve's Stranger son. Yeah. yeah, in the in the timeline. He's Steve's son. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All that, I've that also seen... So, because Ben Schwartz is on DuckTales, DuckTales is directed by a cast member of Critical Role. And he does a bit every week. Or not every week, but he always does a bit when he does their sponsorship before the show every week, Sam Regal. And one of the bits he did because he's doing a weird long-term bit where he's running for president of D&D Beyond. And he had celebrity endorsements, and one of them was Ben Schwartz. And he just kept saying, like, weird nonsense. <laughs> he was like, what's this guy's name? Sam Ruggle? Sam, Ru- Sam Rugel? <laughs> and he had, like, Bobby Moynihan and, like, other famous people. Right. From this, basically a bunch of people from DuckTales. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't doubt that he's, a, that he's a funny person. But it's like, like I don't know... I, I just haven't seen it. If he you know, could like, be John Ralphio, he can be John funny Ralphio, as Sonic. Like, <laughs> John Ralphio is such a specific yeah, thing. Yeah, he's so weird. Um, yeah, but on top of that, on top of that, Sonic Jim Carrey doesn't look funny. No. James Marsden just exists. Like, yeah. <sighs> Apparently it's an Eggman origin story, which is weird. Wait, so who's Mr. Robotnik? That's Jim Carrey. So Eggman and Mr. Robotnik yeah, is the same thing? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm character. not a Sonic expert. I don't, yeah, I'm, neither am I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's why I'm not, like, my allegiance to that's this. That's why he looks like Mr. Robotnik at the end of the trailer. My allegiance to this movie is it? Oh, yeah, I don't, that's the thing. Like, I don't really care about this movie. No. But, like, why can't people make good video game movies? It's Why well, it's is like, it so hard? 
regardless of like how I, uh, how big of a fan I am to the original, uh, intellectual property, like Mm -hmm. I still want it to be a good movie. Yeah. You just want good movies to be made. Like, well, like I didn't give a shit about the Lego movie and then it came out out and it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But why is it so hard to make a good video game adaptation? That was good. I was about to bring this up. Do you think that it's cap- that that it's uh, possible? Uh, yeah, because I think Detective Pikachu is about to be really good. Right. Definitely think it's possible, mm-hmm. but I don't know why Hollywood as a whole seems to have such a hard time with it. I think a. I I, th- I mean I think it's like the same thing that uh, existed with comic book movies for a long time. Like you have uh, this like relatively young medium. Right, mm-hmm. that you're trying to adapt into, uh, into movies, right? Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people are a uh, tr- trying to uh, take the leap into becoming that first person that can make a good one, and b those people that are willing to take that leap probably aren't very good. You know, they're just like they're they're um, there's like a line where the that, that, that courage stupidity line, you know what I mean? Like where like mm-hmm. the, a, a lot of the people are just like too dumb to realize that like they probably aren't the ones mm-hmm. um, that should be making this movie. So like, you know, you get like guys like fucking Yuva Bowl. You call him Duncan trying- Jones dumb? Hmm? Is Duncan Jones dumb? No. He tried. He tried. I, 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 I actually kind of, I kind of liked Warcraft. I never, I never saw it. I kind of so. liked it. It's I not great, it. but I, I kind I liked it. But it's fine. What I'm seeing is like, what I'm saying is like, there's a pattern of that, right? Like mm-hmm. where like, you know, before, like, like for a really long time, like comic book movies. Cause like, uh, I mean, when was Spider-Man, the first great one? Probably, probably Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man the first great probably the first one that like kind of like it opened. In live action. There's been several great animated True. Superhero films. True. But um but there were comic book movies before that that were so no, maybe like Batman. Batman was That's true. Tim Burton's Batman. Big. Yeah. And that was uh, the eighties. Did like Superman, I feel like oh, there certain people liked it. Back then it was like treasured, but like right. in hindsight it's like bad. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird weird movies. They're just really hokey. Yeah. But at the time they were like it's super crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think that it's impossible. I don't, I don't either. think that it's um nothing's impossible. Um Yeah. I remember having an argument with Jamie one time about whether a Pokemon movie could exist, like a good one. Was uh, I not there? Huh? No, this was this was in high school one time. Oh, okay. I mean, we went to high school together. And he was like he was like it's too weird. You can't do nah, it. No, like, dog, you could definitely do it. Cuz we were I th- like I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about like I feel like you brought this up before. Avatar, maybe? Okay. Um, Avatar about to get passed. Get the fuck out of here, Avatar. Passed? Number one all time grossing box office. Oh, no, no, no. We were talking about uh, The Last Airbender. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Avatar The Last Airbender. Dope-ass movie to show. Dope-ass show. Horrible-ass movie. movie. (laughs) I'm excited for the Netflix live action show, though. Yeah. Uh, Hope it's good. No, but like we were... And then we... I think Dragon Ball or something Mm -hmm. was out at that time. Dragon Ball Super? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That's newer. The, the Dragon Ball live action movie. Oh, God. Remember that movie with the kid and he's at a locker? Oh, that movie looked awful. Did you ever see it? Uh, I think my brother saw it. Oh, my God. I forgot that Dragon movie Ball existed. Um, 
Wow. No, but like I, I'm not sure if Dragon, uh, the Dragon Ball live action movie existed at the time. But we were talking about like adapting from anime and like how like you shouldn't do it. Um, anime is a little different than video games. True, because anime but like, I think but can I th- be even weirder. It's anime strange. Anime gets weird. It's definitely strange, but I think that there's there's obstacles for both, and I don't think that like either are incapable of being adapted into good movies. Mm-hmm. I just think that you need to have the right people involved. Yeah, with it. for sure. You know, like even like guys well, like Duncan Jones. Well, I think like a Jun- big part of it is that I think a lot of times you see these movies get made and they don't have. It's like when bad superhero movies are made. It's similar. It, they don't have respect for the source material, so they just think like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna do the either gonna, they're gonna do the classic. I'm gonna make this gritty and dark, right? Which is like, shut the fuck up. Or they do like this thing where they they just don't where they just clearly don't care about the thing they're making. What up? <laughs> um, I, I think there's some of that, but I also think that, like, the like especially with video game movies, adapting video games into movies, like one of the biggest hurdles that you have to get over is like how, like, what is the source material that you are choosing, right? Because mm-hmm. like, there's so much that goes um, into specific video games that just can't be adapted into good movies like you can't so like well you can't spend time doing missions and shit for one well like that what, what, so i'm it, thinking i'm thinking of like tomb raider right because you saw the new tomb raider i never saw it yeah with alicia vikander those games are dope the new tomb raider games are dope right but you can't when you're adapting a tomb raider game into a movie you can't spend time just like running around the jungle Hunting, Tomb you know Raider what I mean? Is the exact movie that like th- that that I think would be a good example of something that could be adapted well into yeah. a, a movie. Should be. So apparently they're making the, a sequel. The kind kind I think Warcraft, like World of Warcraft, is probably a really good example because you know it, you have this like MMO RPG that where like a majority of the game is your choice. Exactly. Right. So trying to depict or, or trying to come up with a movie that like. Just completely takes away those kind of. Well, things. that's the thing, it's though. Really yes, that's true. But also, there's a fuck ton of lore in World of Warcraft, and that's what they're making the movie about. They're right. making the movie about the lore that exists, mm-hmm. which I think, if you were to ask any fan, I'm not. I've I've never played World of Warcraft in my life, but like, I feel like you can't really make a movie of the 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 game experience. No. That's what the game is for. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to do it with the lore. Right. It's similar to like making a. They're making the D and D movie. How the hell do you make a D and D movie? Right. There's lore that exists in settings of Dungeons and Dragons, and you can use that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be good or not. We'll see. Yeah. But like a Tomb Raider seems much more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed was apparently not good with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Like, why is it that these movies? Why doesn't can... a Halo movie really exist? Like, like we have the yeah. the live action show. What is that? What is it blue. Uh, Blue and red, or whatever it's called. Red versus red blue versus is blue. Oh, is that different? Di- well, yeah, it's like a that's like a like an animated TV show, uh, like a YouTube TV show oh. where they uh, they take. Uh, I'm pretty sure they like do it all through like multiplayer. Oh, okay. Uh, on Halo, but like, and they add voiceovers to it. Oh. Uh, um, but I've seen the Halo not, thing. I don't remember what it's called, but I've seen it. It was on Netflix. It's like Enter the Dawn or something. Yeah. Like that. I forgot what it is. Um, no, Dawn of Reach. Dawn of Reach. That's Dawn it. Reach. That's yeah. it. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, because the the book is Fall of Reach. I, I mm. think the the show is. Mm. 
Anyway, the Sonic movie looks bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm that movie was like coming out next month. I wouldn't you know what go it see it. It reminds me of in a weird way. What? Do you remember the Rocky and Bullwinkle fucking live action? Uh, no, that exists. You know, you, you There's a Rocky and Bullwinkle live action dog. movie? There is fucking Rocky and... I, I think they made two. What? There's two Rocky... I think that there's two Rocky and Bullwinkle movies that were made that live action, right? And guess... Dude, Robert De Niro's in those movies. Oh, my God. And I think... Uh, is it like... Is it similar plays, to like the Smurfs? Thor's, is it plays Thor's mom? Rene uh, Russo. Rene Russo, yeah. Rene, Rene is it Russo's is it like uh like the Smurf movies, like where there's just a bunch of people and then there's an animated character yes. essentially? Yeah. As Rocky and Bullwinkle, mm-hmm. so they didn't use like an actual moose and an actual squirrel. <laughs> that would have been fun, really. Dumb. Or go like full like Disney remake of Jungle Book or Lion King and like mocap the animal. That'd be wild. No. Okay. Enough of Sonic. Oh, that's right. Okay, I got another T. I told you about this TV show. Do you want to watch Omniverse, a show starring Jaden Smith about Kanye West and multiple realities examining the doors of perception? Who's who's involved with making that show? I have no idea, dude. Kanye's a producer. I know that. Okay. It's an anthology series. I think it was Showtime that was talking about making it's it. It's an anthology series? So That's that the, like, the idea would be an anthology series. So like the first season is going to be one Kanye? One version of Kanye, I or think, like, is it going to be? I think, or is it going to be like another? I don't know, man. I I don't know, man. What is this? Show? It's so whack. It's such an insane idea. Also, like, what about Jaden Smith says Kanye? Besides, like, the fact that they're both weird. I think they're both divisive. I mean, as a performer, like, like playing Kanye. But I'd like, yeah, like I. It he almost seems look like, like Kanye. He no, doesn't, he doesn't look like him. He doesn't act like him. I mean, obviously, acting he could change the way he speaks and his mannerisms. If he, you know, you don't feel like he kind of acts like him. I feel like his behavior, like he very much is like a, like if you had Kanye, who like sort of had like, if Kanye were famous, like from like 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 growing, up, you could if you saw like a teenage Kanye and teenage Kanye was like already like super famous. I feel like you would get a lot of Jaden Smith kind of behavior. That like too creative for his own good thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, and just like super, um, super divisive, super like. How divisive is Jaden Smith really, though? You don't think that Jaden Smith's divisive? People I don't hate think. I don't think most people care about him. Most people, I think, are just like, oh yeah, that sure, Jaden Smith exists. The the kid from Karate Kid. <laughs> I don't think that. He was great in the pursuit of happiness. I don't think that the the divisiveness is like because he's not as popular as Kanye. <clears throat> like he's I don't think he's as famous as Kanye. So I don't think that he's the, obviously not that as famous the, as Kanye. The trenches of the the love and hate for Jaden Smith mm-hmm. are as deep. Mm-hmm. Um but I definitely do think that it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. But I like I've never met someone who the, the, the hates magnitude of the divisiveness of of Jaden Smith isn't as uh, I've never met someone great. that hates Jaden Smith. Huh? I've never met someone who has who a passionate take on Jaden Smith in either direction. Besides being like, oh, he's like his tweets are silly. Never met someone. I feel like Jaden Smith gets made fun of a lot. 
I feel like a lot of people don't respect him as well. I mean, that's the whole bit on Kawhi, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, what? That's how you pronounce it, right? K A. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, sorry. okay. I thought you were talking about no, Kawhi not Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. The <laughs> album Kawhi, <laughs> Childish a... Gambino's album Kawhi. Yeah, you made like, me. Th- I was like, it doesn't rhyme with Maui, right? It's not Cowie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's Kawhi. Yeah, okay, I was uh, right. Yeah, no, like that's like, the whole the, bit on the song on Kawhi when in he's the like, album, fucking, yeah. uh, what was uh, Stephen G. Glover? Stephen G. Lover. Stephen G. Lover Stephen fucking Glover. says Kawhi to Toronto, and people. <laughs> And people were like, oh, like... On the he, album, Kawhi? Yeah. He says something about Kawhi to, to Toronto. He like, it's like a... But he's talking about like, he's talking about like the traveling places. from or... Yeah. yeah okay. That's it's like, weird. It's like saying LA, yeah. yeah. Like LA to like, New York. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's, 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 that's weird. basically what he's saying. Whoa. But people are like, whoa. He, Start like, scrubbing knew. through every ad lib Stephen G. Lover <laughs> has ever made to determine the future of NBA superstars. Has he ever said Oakland to New York or Boston to New York? Has he said it? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, on that album, like so whoever says it is like, uh, Jane Smith be dropping jewels and no one believes him because yeah. he's Jaden Smith. Yeah. Apparently his last album's really good. I haven't listened to it. Sire. Mm-hmm. Is that his latest? Yeah. And then his next album is going to be called Eris, which is Sire backwards. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, the, and I, I think what if he literally just released an album that was his old album reversed? So I don't think that. Like hate is probably a really strong word, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people because people do hate Kanye West. That's a thing. Yes, but Kanye West is also like a lot more vocal politically. Yeah, um, and he's also nuts. Yeah, as much as I love the love him, I love him, love his art. He's crazy. <laughs> but um, fuck, what was I going to say? Jaden uh, Smith. Jaden Smith is blank. <laughs> Will Smith's son. Yep, he is. Son of a bitch. Okay, so I don't think people hate Jaden Smith as much as they resent him for being kind of pretentious. Okay, do you think this comes from the same place of like anyone who can have the nepotism tag placed on them? Mm-hmm. Where like people, there is a certain amount or group of people that are bound to hate anyone who has an in to an industry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like uh, uh, Kanye's kids, if they ever pursue the arts, will be hated instinctively for being Kanye's kids. Right. The same way that Jaden is hated for being Will Smith's son. Even though people, someone could love Will Smith and hate the idea of Jaden Smith because they're like, no, you had it easy. True. Well, and because their accomplishments are no longer their own. That's the the argument. That's the people's idea. I Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Jaden Smith is talented. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, a lot of people aren't going to say that, though. You know, you like, yeah, but a lot of people are a lot of people are dumb that's, and mean. That's pretty true. That's pretty dumb true. and mean. A lot of people. That's pretty true. What can you do? Anyway, this show. I hope it happens. It might be awful. It might be completely awful, but it will be. I'll check it out. Did you ever watch that anime? That uh, no, Jane Smith was the in? one that you watched without me. No. Yeah. I did. <laughs> You know that I can only watch things if you're there. What's it called? Neo Tokyo? Neo Tokyo, yeah. No, I never watched it. It's super weird, right? Yeah, it's strange. Like, I, it's not, I don't know, it's not weird enough. Interesting. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like when you, when you watch it, you almost feel like it's like Neo Yokio. Is that what it's called? Yeah, because, yeah, because it's like New York. Yeah, Yeah. Neo Yokio. 
Uh huh. It's not New Tokyo. It's New York, but said weird. Mm-hmm. Is it like New York smashed together with Tokyo? Yes. Kind of like in Big Hero Six, where it's mm-hmm. San Francisco and mm-hmm. Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I forget what it's what the full name is. That's a weird. Why is that a thing? Combining American cities with well, just combining cities. In in like weird alternate future ideas. Well, because it's like they're so drastically different, like aesthetically and everything, uh-huh, uh-huh. That, and the cultures are so different that it's like interesting to just kind of like combine yeah. them all together. Okay. Makes sense. Especially if you have like a super like, like those are like two tech powerhouse mm-hmm. cities. Like so, you just like combining them yeah. both. Like and then you if, can yeah have like a really interesting setting for a super tech. Yeah, for Big Hero Six. Yeah, that makes sense. Why they do it for Neo Yokio? I don't even remember. Dude, that's the thing. It's like, it's it's super forgettable. You know, like, I don't... That's weird. I don't the trailer made it seem lot. wild. There's demon fighting and a weird competitive bachelor scene. It's it's almost like that, like... The idea have, of that that thing, like, freaks me. It's, like, such a weird idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, I'm interested in it. Yeah, and there's, like... The, a, the like, competitive ranking of bachelors in the city is yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't, like... Un, like they didn't stick to that enough. You know oh, really? I mean? Like of like having that that idea. Like it's just, I don't know. Hmm. Too much demon fighting. Not enough bacheloring. Not like there wasn't <laughs> enough of either. You know what I mean? It was just like it wasn't very focused. Okay. You know, like when you so like when when I pitch you the idea for Death Note, like mm-hmm. like a a kid finds a notebook where like when he writes someone's name down, that person dies. Mm-hmm. You know, like that interesting little idea that I give you, right? Like it's executed really well in, in Death anime. Note uh, in the anime because the the movie's not good. The movie sucks, Dick. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's executed really well in the anime. Whereas like Neo Yokio, like you might be really enticed by that. that it's a weird premise, premise. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Doesn't interesting. I wonder if there. I don't even know if there's a second season being made or not, because it's a Netflix original, right? I think there, it's already been made, right? Oh, it's really? The oh. second season of. I don't know. I have no idea. Not positive. Anyway, is there any other movie stuff? I feel like the entire like world, in terms of like movies and TV, has just been like all about Avengers and Game of Thrones <laughs> for the past couple weeks. We can't talk about. It. Either can, can we address the Game of Thrones uh, complaints without spoiling Game of Thrones? We probably can. Well, yeah, a lot of people said that this episode was too dark. Yeah, this latest episode was too dark. So, like, we're releasing this episode after season eight, episode three. Yeah, right. Yep. Which was the the Battle of Winterfell. Winterfell. It was dark, but I don't think that we. It was dark enough to where we missed anything. I yeah, I don't know, like. We don't have a super fancy TV or anything, but we had all the lights off. It was nighttime. Mm-hmm. Seemed fine. Yeah. D- yeah, we can't really we can't really talk about Game of Thrones. No, nope. I want to talk about Game of Thrones, but we can't. Nope. I want to really bad because it's so good. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing a Game of Thrones episode this month, though. Yeah, it's going to be After, tough. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's not going to be like a lot of the spoiler episodes that we do. No, no, no. It's probably just going to be more talking about the series as a whole. Yeah, and how yeah. it's influenced everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that'll be in three weeks or two or th- two or three weeks after the last episode airs. We'll do that. Um, all right. Let's 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 talk about Deportes. Mm-hmm. Sports for all y'all. 
non-French speakers. I want to talk about a really weird one. This is like an yeah. idea. This so this isn't like is it really water very, polo. This is a real like very like current, not a, a really weird sport, but a, oh. a really weird existence that I think it, like exists. The thing that happens in sports, especially the NBA, because of the relevance of European players. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is like a weird xenophobic strain of people with that 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 exists within certain fan bases. Okay. Um, I'm seeing it a lot with guys like Evan Fournier and uh, Vucevic. There's I'm a guessing you're referring to tiny, people's perception of them in the Orlando Magic subreddit. Yes. There's <laughs> a tiny subsect, but like it, it exists in Instagram. It yeah. exists like all across where, and it, and this isn't just like, oh, because you think that we should trade Vucci and mm-hmm, Fournier, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. means that you're xenophobic. Yeah. It's not what I'm saying. There's a lot of people who just consistently try to prove that European players are soft. That's been around forever. Yeah. That's been around, um, yeah, forever. Like, that's, uh, that was the thing about Dirk before Dirk became Dirk. Yeah. And the the sort of, the modern idea looking back at it is that Dirk changed that. Right. Because before Dirk, that's the way things were. A lot of times European players mm-hmm. couldn't hang in the league for whatever reason. And yeah. because of Dirk and his success and his play style changing the game, sort of we've moved past that as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's still people that are dicks. Because like I said before, people are stupid and people are mean. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, definitely. People yeah. are stupid and people are mean. Uh, yeah. And I just think like, I think it goes to a lot of like the, just the complete bipolarization of like ideas. The fact that like, okay, Europeans are uh, known to be like more skilled, skilled. Yeah. right? Like uh, therefore, you know, like what, what are they lacking in? Well, obviously because they're more skilled, they're going to be lacking in toughness and, and brawn. Athleticism. Right? You know, like these like kind of American ideals, you know, because we're all fucking, I don't know. Machoed sh- out. <laughs> yeah, stupid strong men, right? Yeah. Like, um, but it's like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't make any sense because like you have guys like Rudy Gobert who are mm-hmm. like not intensely skilled but he is tough as a motherfucker yeah and he's french yeah and, and guess what there's a probably a bunch of american players that aren't tough too yeah like it's stupid it's yeah. just a stupid uh, almost every time that you try to make a uh, an assumption of a whole mm-hmm. right of a whole group of people generalization a generalization it's almost always dumb yeah like you just said about americans you jerk mm-hmm. calling us i can do stupid strong one. men i can do it because i am one I'm a stupid strong America. Um, it just yeah, sucks. it's not as it's not as prevalent now as it used to be. I don't think that specific thought, see. but it's still around. I'm yeah. sure. I still see it a lot, it, and it sucks. I'm sure, like last year when people thought Luca might be the number one pick, there was people that were like, "Bro, he's European. He's a bitch. He's a bitch, <laughs> man. You can't draft him. He's from Europe." It's Dal- stupid. Dallas is like, give me all of these. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas is like, give me every European. Give me all these bitches. They're like, Goran Dragic, please decline <laughs> that player option and come play here. Do you see that a lot with Goran? Like, like, is, no, do, I never see it. Goran's tough as shit. Yeah. yeah. Goran is super tough. Mm-hmm. Goran's getting, he's gotten beat up and kept right. playing and fights through injuries and mm-hmm. he's got the iron shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's not a great defender, but right. like, no, I never see that with Goran. Okay, so... I think this is, it would be a, a good segue. So do you feel like the narrative of James Harden might change at all after this series? No. No? Because I think they're going to lose. 
but they could still lose, right? And the narrative of him could still be like, if he plays more games like he played last night, then right. maybe. But if he plays more like he played in game one and two, if anything, it's going to make the narrative even stronger. So like, I'm I'm going into this with more of the net. I'm just not just talking about the success of like how many points he puts up and stuff like that. I'm and talking his, about in his falling off in the playoffs talk, because obviously he can do that throughout the regular season. Are you talking season, about his toughness? I'm ta- yeah, I'm talking about his I've, toughness. Okay, maybe his- okay, maybe because he's playing through the eye thing mm-hmm. and maybe, but. I don't think people don't think he's tough as much as they think he's a flopper. I think there's a difference. Right. That's just because you're like Kyle Lowry is super tough, but he's a flopper. Yeah. Same thing with Marcus Smart. Yeah. yeah. Being a yeah, you Marcus be Smart is insanely tough, insanely but he's tough. He's an exuberant flopper. flopper. <laughs> he's like one of the most dramatic floppers out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think that there's a direct correlation okay. to not being able to be That's both of point. those things. That's a good point. So no. I think James, people will still think James Harden is a flopper, I'll, but we'll respect the I, fact that he played through some, I'll you know. Still, I'll, I'll say this because like the reason that I brought that up was because I was having more like of that sort of like an individual. I find myself rooting for the Rockets a lot nope. in this series. Nope. You're, you're very much a, a, a warrior stand because you just love their way of basketball and you love all of the characters and stuff yeah. that they have on their team. I wouldn't you say what? stand. I'm a Portland stand now. Thank you. By oh, you're the way. A, okay. So you're I, yeah. Stand. I'm a Portland stand. I'm all in on the Blazers. Okay, so so if, if, it, if you come, you get to, a, a Warriors. Yo, go Blazers all day. Really? I want I want the Blazers to win the finals right wow. now. I've been I've been won over by the Blazers. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. They're my playoff team. They're my they're my bandwagon. That's dope. I've hitched my I've hitched my wagon to the That's Blazers. I also, tweeted that the other day. Like I feel so bad for fucking Blazers fans, man. Like the, the stuff that they've had to go through over the hey, years, man. fucking losing guys like Greg Oden, fucking Brandon Roy, like all Listen, the man. drastic injury problems in the words, that they have over, in the, over the words years. of Portland sports legend Ennis Cantor. Whatever it freaking takes, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Whatever it freaking takes, man. <laughs> Did he say freaking? <laughs> he tweeted that. He tweeted whatever it freaking takes, and it was a picture of him like lying on a massage bed, like with his arm like limp. <laughs> and uh, I forget what player it was. I think it was Evan Turner. It was Evan Turner. He was like, yeah. "This is hella dramatic." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I've I've uh, I've bought in on on the Portland. Uh-huh. Just they're 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 so fun to watch. They play so hard. It, that quadruple overtime game was completely insane. Like, is there anybody on like on their Damian team? Lillard is like the epitome of what you want an NBA superstar to be. Well, but is there anybody on their team that you don't like? All of them are like pretty like I don't guys, so like man. sure especially Dame and, and sure CJ. I agree with you yes and Ennis Cantor is cool and mm-hmm. like is wanted by he'll, if he ever goes to his home he'll get murdered right which is insane yeah it's um, badass yeah it's fucking <laughs> awesome it's fucking whatever wrong. it freaking takes man <laughs> yeah it's pretty but insane. uh um I don't know the personalities of like the bench mob well enough like I don't know if Myers Leonard is cool you know he seems pretty cool but like I, I know when he flexes he looks like the Hulk. And that's kind of cool. Uh, Myers Leonard uh, works with uh, the the fucking trainer that works with Joel and Kelly. Oh, really? And Mark, he used to work with Markel and Jason Tatum. Uh, Interesting. Drew Hanlon. Drew yeah. Hanlon. Um, oh, but, that okay. And he does. Drew Hanlon does like a a lot of uh, he he documents a lot of the workouts and yeah. stuff. 
Um, and he puts them on YouTube and puts together like really cool. So you can like see mm-hmm. what guys are he, working he on. He parallels them to in-game stuff, right? Yeah. He'll, he'll do be like, here's Instagram. the shot in practice. Here's a shot in game. He'll do that. He'll, yeah. He'll do that on his Instagram. Yeah. Where he'll, that's cool. He'll, you'll see like all this the specific things that they're working on in practice mm-hmm. and then show them, you know, so if Jason Tatum does a turnaround uh, mid-range jump shot yeah. um, in, in practice, he'll show the him working on that and then showing it in, the, in a, a live game. It's really freaking cool stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you but you also get to see in a lot of these workout vids the different kinds of just personalities that people have the the, the way that they work in the off season you know like yeah. jo- joel is a fucking monster in the off season man like you know what's crazy he- about that is that like his biggest weakness is still considered his his endurance mm-hmm. his his stamina mm-hmm. because he's he's hurt so often that he can't mm-hmm. work hard enough to improve it and then did yeah. you see charles barker was like take up swimming and he was like <laughs> i'm afraid of the water <laughs> i can't swim <laughs> And then Chuck was like, any pool you get into, you can stand in. What are you worried about? You're huge. You can't drown. You can just stand. So silly. You know what I just thought of? Because we were talking about, I I, I can't believe we didn't bring this person up in the European discussion. And it's probably also its own discussion Mm -hmm. because he's black. Mm -hmm. Giannis is tough as shit. Mm -hmm. Giannis is insanely tough and he's European. But because he's Black people mm-hmm. don't think about him that way, yeah. which is its own thing to talk about. Yeah, weird like idea. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of stuff like, especially with like the, the classes that I'm taking now. Um, there's a lot of like like racialized shit that I like. I'll see that like it are like sort of ingrained in the NBA that I'm like, like is that bad? Is that good? Like it's 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 <clears throat> kind of like its own weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. Uh, I thought about it in Get Out. So in Get Out, do you remember uh, when uh, the the brother of the family of the white family mm-hmm. was talking to um, was talking to Chris, the main character Chris, played by Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I the brother was like Kaluuya. really weird in that movie. Brother's super weird, yeah. but he's like super into jujitsu. Yeah. And he starts talking to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he starts talking to Chris, who's who's isn't a, he like the I, black could, main I character. could kill you? Like, doesn't he say shit like that? It's been a while since I saw it. Uh, kind of, sort of. But yeah. he, he's talking about like how, uh, so uh, Chris took judo uh, a while ago and uh, Chris, uh, the the brother character mm. is talking about how uh, great jiu-jitsu is because you have to think five uh, steps ahead, which ends up foreshadowing something later on in the mm-hmm. movie. But <clears throat> he, shortly after that, starts talking about like, hey, uh, so like, did you play a lot of sports growing up and stuff? And Chris is like, oh, not really. Like, you know, uh, I did judo or whatever. And he's like, the this this white character is like, man, with your frame, and with your yeah. uh, within your body type, you could be a monster. Man. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's just like this really like weird racialization of like the the black male body, yeah. right? Which is like, and then I started thinking about like how that like translates like into, and obviously it's a, it's a very different thing, you know, because this is a very stereotypical. I mean, like even an antagonistic white character um, in a social thriller movie, right? But uh, when you hear like guys like you know John Hammond and uh, Jeff Waltman, who are uh, the the front office of Orlando Magic, and they start talking about the 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 body type they want, the body types uh, of players, you know, like and. The sort of like and it just like sort of draws parallels. The, the prototypes that they look for. But 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 yeah, but it's sort of like the the NBA draft like 
kind of draws parallels in my mind of like slavery and mm-hmm. like like you know like I, the evaluation of slaves like was was it was such a, a big thing like you don't want anybody that's sick you know you want them to be strong yeah like there's certain aspects like that scene in uh Django Unchained mm-hmm. with the Wendigo fighting mm-hmm. Wendigo when, when what's the Wendigo. word Wendigo whatever you know <laughs> what I mean Winnebago fighting <laughs> watch that um <laughs> Winnebago fighting <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not the same thing. Like, I don't think that it's something that's, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not black, so I don't, I can't say whether it's, it's, it's bad or it's good or whatever, Mm -hmm. like how they should be treating it. But because it's like, so ingrained into the, the sport itself, you know, um, like being, being able to judge the measurables of these players yeah, cause it's, and, it's important you know and it's length going, is it, important it, well it's going to happen whether a player is uh, black or white or not yeah but it's it's something that's weird for mm-hmm. sure interesting um what were you, you you we were talking about harden okay so i was talking about like how uh, we went on a weird my tangent. own individual thoughts on harden have changed over the course of this series like i wouldn't say completely I wouldn't say that like, but like I've, I I know that there is a, a, a modem, modicum of respect that has grown for Harden no. throughout his um, eh. sort of struggle through the series. Um, I've, I've always, I don't know. Like, I feel like I didn't think he wasn't tough. Mm. I don't like, and when, before when I said uh, that, like I'm rooting for the Rockets in this series. Like I'm not saying that I want them to win the entire series, but like I definitely want them to bring it to seven games. Dude, I thought I want it to. Be I thought there was the a series. point in the, in the game last night where it seemed like the Warriors were gonna win, and I was like, because remember during game two, I said to you, I was like, dude, part of me like kind of thought this was gonna be a sweep, mm-hmm. and I was like, maybe I should have made a public declaration of it, right. but I didn't. I like forgot to. Yeah. And there's a point in game three where I was like. If the Warriors close this out, it's gonna be a sweep. Mm-hmm. Like I still think it could be a gentleman sweep. I just I think that the I know that mathematically the Rockets play what is supposedly the most efficient way of playing, but I just don't think it works in the playoffs. No, and I think they're their own example of it not working in the playoffs. That's oh, the weird because of what happened last year. What happens to them every year? Right. Yeah. Do you think that? That is because of their style of play, or is it because of their lack of talent? It's probably a lot of things. I th- I think they're super talented. I think they're super talented, but I just think that the Warriors are more talented. Obviously, they're the Warriors. Yeah. But also, weirdly, if you think about it, really, the Warriors are way more top-heavy than the Rockets are. The Warriors' bench is not very good. Mm-hmm. And when they sub out their starters, they become very squeezed in their lineups. They don't have a lot of shooting outside of... Mm-hmm. Clay, Steph, and and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Those are basically their only dudes who are uh, consistently good three point shooters, mm-hmm. and but they just happen to be consistently all time great three point shooters. <laughs> Except Steph in this series, dude. I think Steph is hobbled, man. I think the yeah, ankle combined with yeah. his with his fingers on his left I, that has to be affecting him because yeah. he cannot shoot well this series. He was missing bunnies last night. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get up on that dunk. Like he's having a rough time. Yeah. I think he missed two layups, mm-hmm. like at two the, two at the open end of- layups and a dunk. Yeah, yeah, and he shot horrible from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely, I think, a bit more affected 
This is something that I was looking at today at, at this morning because like I was I was looking at Markel Fultz stats. Of course. And, obviously. As I you are him. wont to do. Yeah. Now like you know what's kind of crazy? You know how many shot like three point shots that Markel has taken in the NBA? I have no idea. Okay, so A, he's only played 33 games. Okay. Right, which is very tiny for, you know, for a two-year span, mm-hmm. right? Over those 33 games, he's shot 15 three-pointers. Yeah, he's afraid he won't shoot them. I, well, the thing is, I don't think that he's it's it's that he's that afraid. Um, I don't think that obviously he doesn't have the the kind of like confidence that mm-hmm. he did in Washington, but it's like he's much more uh, willing to take open three pointers than Ben Simmons, who literally won't. Who I literally mean, it's, won't it's not hard to be more willing to take an open three True. than Ben Simmons. But, but I but I do think that is like I think it's more cause for pause with Ben Simmons than it is for Markel. You said he's only taken thirty three or made thirty three. He's only so he's only. Played 33 games. Oh, he's sorry. only taken, taken 15. 15 threes. That's wild. He's made four. Oosh. So that's like, uh, he's like 28% for his career for three points. But the variance there wouldn't be hard to fix if he hit like four more. Exactly. He'd have a really great shooting well, percentage. Well, like, well, that's the thing is like, so uh, that, I mean, I, 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 I also know that like the, the, the amount of three pointers is taken isn't the complete thing. It's, yeah. you know, also the eye test when you mm-hmm. like his free throw shooting as well, mm-hmm. which he also wasn't, he wasn't a good free throw shooter, like throughout his entire career playing basketball. He mm-hmm. wasn't a good free throw shooter in college either. He was shooting like in the 60s. Well, I think that was something that was a question going into the draft with him because mm-hmm. free throw shooting is supposed to be a correlation to your potential mm-hmm. as a shooter. Right. So people wondered if he could shoot from three as well in the pros as he did in college because yeah. of his free throw shooting. And like, I feel it, that's such a weird uh, double standard that a lot of people like to play. So like a lot of people are, I spent a lot of time looking at uh, guys coming up in this draft and mm-hmm. there's two guys, two guys that I really like for the magic to draft are Casey Akpala and Nasir Little who are on the opposite sides of that sort of same coin, I guess you could say. Um, so like if you're making the argument that, uh, you shouldn't be looking at three-point percentage uh, as much as you should be looking at your free throw percentage. Um, then Casey Akpala is like the the bad example of that because he went from 22% last year in his freshman year. From three. From three to 37% from three this okay. year from three. But in both years, he shot like about like 67% from the line. That's where it com- becomes a question is like how sustainable is the three-point shooting? Right. Also, it's going to be farther but back in the pros. If you look at someone like Nasir Little who shot like – 28% from three or like 26% from three uh, in his only college year. Mm-hmm. He shot 77% from the line. Solid. Right. Which is really good. Which means you could, you could project that he will be improved the three point shot. Yeah. Based and, on that. And idea. his, his like, also like, if you're looking at the eye test as well, like his shooting mechanics just look a lot better than Casey Akpala's. Casey Akpala's like has like this kind of like slingshot sort of mm-hmm. thing with both his free throw as well as his three point shot. Mm. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but it's weird how like people were like, "Oh, well, Nasir can't shoot. That's why you know yeah. he's not going to go in the first round of this year's draft." That'd be crazy um, if he fell out of the first. That'd be dude. That'd be I'd nuts. Be, I'd be super surprised. I think he might go top ten. You really like him though. Uh, I, I really like. Not only do I really like him, you I like just, him more than general I think. Scouts. I think that people. a lot of people will like him. Hmm. Like hmm. I, I like I, I I'm not the so Kevin O'Connor. I mean, he was. KOC has He was projected to be top 10 before the season. On Kevin O'Connor's big board, he has him at 11. Mm. That's not top 10. It's not top 10, but I think that he will go top 10, is what I'm saying. He might. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 
I hope it doesn't because I want to the magic. What if you get lucky and that like two percent chance you have of getting the number one pick happens? That's, then what? We don't have a chance at it because we're oh, you made the playoffs. That's we're not right. on the lottery I this for, year. Dog. I forgot <laughs> that the Magic made the playoffs already. <laughs> yeah, I already forgot that. You guys, you, you guys actually. Yeah, no, we it. literally have like a four percent chance of getting a top four pick. Yeah, that'd be crazy if it happened. Has it ever? I'm sure it's happened at some point, right? Like a team from like the middle got lucky with a ping pong ball. Yeah, it had I'm to have not, happened. I'm not before. sure if it's happened with like the number one pick, but uh, I'm cool with top four. That's fine. Yeah, top four would be dope. That's dope. That's fine. Guys could get like Cam Reddish or something. That would be pretty good for you guys. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know or enough about Suku Deboya. That would be pretty fun. I'm sure. I believe I, you. I think you would like him. I he's believe like, you. So like, I would say like, he's like a little bit. Is that the dude from France? Yeah, he's okay. French. Um, Viva la Suku Deboya. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Suku Deboya is uh, six foot nine, six foot eleven, wingspan, hyper athletic, and he has a really good uh, like shot, uh, jump shot mechanics. I don't, I don't mm. think that people are like rating his shot well. It's because he's European and he's soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a bitch. Um, but like a lot of people are uh, comparing him to like Pascal Siakam. He has like Ooh. a fairly similar. Um, Dude, he's doubt. I'm assuming he's not playing. Right. The game is on right now as uh-huh. we're talking. But he was doubtful today. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he got hurt when he tripped Joel. That's what people are saying. Yeah, because he has a calf contusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like, that's like the most karmic thing I can imagine. <laughs> like, getting like, getting hurt when you trip someone. I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that there's like no bad blood there. Like you can no, they're, see clearly, they're clearly buddies, yeah. Well, they're clearly buddies. Oh, he, but like he is playing. After, he's okay. playing. He's at 20 minutes right now. He's over eight, but he's playing. Maybe um, you shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, okay, I want to get this like on record. I want to get this on wax, even though it's like not completely related. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Vucci. I'm going to go on a spiel for here for a second. Okay. So there's like like rating magic time. Okay, magic time. Uh, so a lot of people are talking about uh, us not resigning Vucci mm-hmm. this year. I think so. My I think that we should resign him, uh, especially if it's on a team friendly deal. I think that I, I think that people are overjudging the the amount of free agents that we'll be able to bring into our team. Like I don't think that we'll be able to bring in someone better than uh, than than Vooch. Um, I think that we also should keep him around just. Uh, as Mo Bamba develops, I think that mm-hmm. Mo Bamba will develop, and I think that there will come a time when Mo Bamba will kind of take the reins. It takes and we four should, to five years, man. And, and we should probably, uh, you know, at, when that time comes, I'm okay with, you know, trading away Vooch if that time comes. Um, I also think that, like, if we don't resign So Vooch, you're saying you want to Harry Potter him. You're Dumbledore, and he's Harry Potter, and you're raising him like a pig for slaughter. Quote Severus Snape. Sure, I didn't you, understand any of that. You animal. Uh, I also think. Do I need to explain that, it to you? That, right, like, uh, there's a, a a reigning idea amongst like uh, the Orlando Magic subreddit that there is <clears throat> that bringing back Vooch somehow stunts yeah, our it's growth. Stupid. It's stupid, right? Yeah, you, 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 sorry, okay. I'm really far away from like that's dumb. That's dumb, right? Um. I just I, I I disagree with that notion. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh well, like he's an all star, but he's not a perennial all star, like shit like that. Like, uh, like he he's not cool. So, like, what I will say, I do think that there is an argument for if Vooch leaves, that it could somehow be a blessing in disguise. That the switching of our style, our ability to play more up tempo, uh, our defense might step up a little bit more, especially if uh, if Bamba develops stronger. Um, yeah, stays healthy and he's stronger and everything like that. Um, 
uh, that like we, we might play more consistent across the board defensively um, and our ability to play a, like a, a faster uh, transition kind of game on offense might lead to our offense being better as well. And I think that could be a blessing in disguise. But I just think that we should bring... I think if you lost Vucevic... I want to put that on I think if the Magic lost Vucevic this offseason... What just happened to me? If the Magic lost Vucevic this offseason, they will be worse next year. Yeah? You think so? Yeah, for sure. I think... Dude, I think that, like, there could be, like, a Clippers kind of situation, though. Mm. You don't think that it could happen with the Magic? Do you think that... Did you think that, like, once they made that Tobias Harris trade, that they would be uh, better than they were? No, no. But that's very short-term, and they're already a cohesive group. Like, they'd already been playing all season. You know what I mean? I think And they added good players in return. You would just be losing Vucci. You wouldn't be bringing in Landry Shamit. True. You would just lose him. You would lose your best player. True. Based on the fact that he's the dude that made the All-Star game. Uh Uh-huh. You would lose your best player. Mm Mm-hmm. And replace him with nothing. I think they'd be worse. D- depending on, on yeah, the, obviously if you signed a free agent or something. Yeah. But like, I don't know your cap space situation, and I don't know you know who's going to Orlando as a destination. Sure, I think that we could get like a Dwayne Dedman type. I think that's absolutely possible. Yeah, you're still worse with but Dwayne Dedman like, than Fucci. Like there's a lot of people that are just like arguing that like you, we should let Vucci go because like his basically his potential has been reached and like therefore the Orlando Magic team potential has been reached like because the players just, around him can't improve exactly. as well exactly a lot of people are like yeah a it's lot so of people stupid. are like how far can the magic go with Vucci being the best player on the how roster? long is he going to remain the best player on the roster exactly how do you know Aaron Gordon doesn't take that take spot or Jonathan leap. Isaac take a big exactly. Kawhi like leap kind of thing. like mm-hmm. obviously that's like you know the odds of that happening are, are small mm-hmm. of making a Kawhi level leap but I don't think that it's it's it would be a, a drastic thing for Aaron Gordon to be the best yeah. player on the magic next year no, for sure i don't think that's that crazy and you're making less money next year mm-hmm. or even like even if like both aaron gordon and jonathan isaac made that leap so yeah. like vucci is like technically our third best player I or if markel fultz sure is a possible. straight up baller you know if if like jonathan isaac yeah if Mark, markel fultz is a straight up baller if he's if healthy and feels if good AI takes like a like a, a pascal siakam-esque leap that would be fucking dope could happen mm-hmm the, to think that everyone around him can't improve it's silly. is it's so silly. silly in any sport with any person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so dumb. Ay, ay, ay. Um, what else has been good? The, so the second round, still going. The Bucks are up 2-1 now? Yes. That's over. The series I'm is just over? making I'll a Paul Pierce joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think the Bucks are going to win that series, but I think it might go like six. I don't know. Giannis is a monster. They're up 2-1. And there's... Yeah, because they're the one seed. So there's one more game in Boston before they go back to the Milwaukee. Okay. So they're up 2-1. The Blazers are up 2-1 on the Nuggets in the the best series. Like the fourth most... Like, like if you were to poll random people and be like, which, which series do you care about most to least for the four that are left... I would guess that Denver, Portland would be the least by far. As far as what they care about? In terms of like what's, you know. I think if you're gauging the most entertaining series. No, 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 no. I'm talking about before the series started. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That would be like the fourth one that people cared about the most. Right. It it makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
but it's like the most hype series. The mm-hmm. games have been awesome. Yeah. Quadruple overtime. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and Dame hasn't even gotten going yet, which is the craziest part. Mm-hmm. And they're up to one. Uh, we Sixers are up to one and they're playing right now. Right. So they, if they win the day, they're up three, one. You want to talk about narratives, not changing. Could you imagine if the Raptors did all that shit? Fire coach of the year, Dwayne Casey trade perennial all-star and arguably the best player in the history of the franchise. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard, who is a better player. Kawhi is a better player. And you got Danny Green thrown in, who's a great player in his role. And still just got knocked out in the second round by an arguably less talented team, top to bottom, arguably. I'm not saying it's true. I've heard people that are like, Toronto's more talented, bar none. Eh, no, no, that's necessarily true. I would say it's pretty even. I think it's close. Yeah. It's but I think the even. Toronto's bench on paper should be better than yeah. Philly's bench, but it sure. hasn't been. Sure. They've been playing really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but fucking James Ennis fucking come through in the clutch. Like, just, oh, like okay, like, yeah, he's been great this series. Not Greg Oden. Greg Monroe. It's from the jungle, Greg dog. Greg Monroe's always playing Yo, He forgot he could dunk, though. That <laughs> shit was funny. Um, like, if you are Toronto ownership and your faith has been placed fully and completely in Masai Ujiri, mm-hmm. right? And Masai Ujiri made the decision that we are in a place where we should be title contenders every year. I am going to make big sweeping changes to make that a thing. I'm going to fire coach of the year. I'm going to get rid of a, you know, a beloved player to our franchise. All in the name of winning a title. If you go out in the second round this year, what happens? What does that mean? I feel like if they did anything to like uh, fire Masai Ujiri, that would be drastic. I don't. Th- I don't no, I should. obviously think it'd be insane to fire Masai Ujiri because they're a really good team and they make mm-hmm. the playoffs every year, and that yeah. should be fine. Yeah. In terms of an ownership standpoint, right. if you're a team that makes the playoffs every year, mm-hmm. you've got a fighting chance. Kind of like Portland. Yeah. Portland standing by I Terry think- Stotts. Do you know, dude? Terry. St- <laughs> For some reason, we were watching the Portland game the other day. I was like, "Yo, Terry Stotts is." Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but he just had this really stoic look on the bench at one point. And I was like, if there was like a weird, like if you were doing Game of Thrones, <laughs> like if Game of Zones did a Portland bid and they made Terry Stotts Stannis, Stannis Baratheon. Baratheon, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, they stood by Terry Stotts after getting swept in the first round and they were right. a higher seated team. Yeah. They stayed with their stars. They didn't trade CJ McCollum. They didn't make any huge moves. No, like, they like, brought in a couple dudes during the regular season. They brought in Cantor. They brought in Rodney fucking Hood. Rodney fucking the Red Hood. Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney the Gallop Red. Gallop and Rodney. Come in and fucking killed that fourth overtime. Mm-hmm. Good for him. You know, like, it was like extra good for Rodney Hood. You know, like, he has like really public, um, he's talked about how much he struggles with anxiety and like. Really? how he throws up before games because he's so nervous and stuff like uh-huh. that. And then obviously everything that happened with him in the playoffs last year where he was awful in the playoffs uh-huh. playing with LeBron. And you just, like it's just really cool to see someone succeed like mm-hmm. that. It's really cool. Yeah. Good for him. Good for and you, he, Rodney he, Hood. And he wouldn't like, like just play good. Like he came in and fucking... He won the game. He, he won, won the, the game. game. Yeah. He came in the fourth overtime and he won the game. Yeah. I love Terry Stotts after the game. They were like, what made you make that decision? You know, he was getting praised for the decision to sub in Rodney Hood. And uh-huh. he was like, oh... No, Mo Harkless was cramping up, so I had to put him exactly. in. Exactly. Like, I had to do it. Like, that's it. <laughs> he just completely uh, neglected any praise. He was like, nope, that's all, it's all Rodney. Like, I, I had to do it. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a weird 
coaching decision though. Like, like you're, you're seeing like specifically with that game, right? Mm-hmm. So like we, we both saw all of like the, the stats of how like all these superstars were playing such high minutes in that game because you wait, Jokic played over an hour. Jokic played over an hour on the floor. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, Dame and CJ both played over 50, 50 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, like it comes to a point. Cantor like where, played over like fifty minutes. What is the law of diminishing returns though? Where you, you when should they're just too be like, tired, you know what? Like, like let's just put in fresh guys for, for like two these minutes. Guys, yeah, because these guys that we have out there right now, just like, I think we're. I don't know, obviously, uh, and they're professional athletes, that, and yeah. and they're also like they're not going to want to come off. The, apparently, Stotch was asking Cantor at every time out, "Are you good? Do you want me to take you out? Are you okay?" And he was like, "Don't sit me." Right. And his fucking shoulder is separated. He's yeah. insane. Yeah. But I also think there's way more breaks when you have that many, like you're only playing for like five minutes and then you get the break and there's uh-huh. timeout. Like, so I don't think it's as bad as like being like, oh, we've played the entire quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not like you get more breaks than you normally would throughout a game. So I think, I think, I think guys were obviously tired, but I still think in terms of diminishing returns, you want your best players on the court. Sure. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. What's the last series I didn't say? Oh, the Warriors Rocket series is now two one as of last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out where everything was. So everyone is everyone is at two one. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Best second yeah. round ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a fucking really good second round. That is if the it's, second round is like also like such a sweet spot for the NBA because mm-hmm. like you have like basically like there's a game every every night. Oh damn. Yeah, we need to fucking we need, to, this we need to stop talking so and watch, watch this fourth quarter. So we watch the fourth quarter of this game. Um but yeah, it's also like a, a sweet spot where like you have like this really competitive high level of mm-hmm. play between, you know, a, a very easy to track, you know, eight teams across four different series and you have at least probably like one game every night, right? Yeah. Um, and may, sometimes two games a yeah. night. Um, I prefer so when there's just, one game because it's yeah. a little, it's like at that sweet spot time. Uh-huh. It's at like, uh, like 530 Western. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And you're like, it's not, it doesn't go too late. It doesn't, it's not on too early. And yeah. you don't, and, and, and like, you don't chew up your whole evening watching two games. Mm-hmm. So that's the sweet spot when there's one game. Yeah. It's great. Um, we should mention a couple coaching hires in the NBA. Okay. Um, Monty Williams got hired by the Suns mm-hmm. and T. Lou, sorry, Ty Lou, Tyron Lou, mm-hmm. uh, is probably, looks like he's going to be the Lakers coach. I don't know if they've officially agreed, but they're basically like, yeah, it's happening, which is kind of what I think everyone figured would happen. LeBron gets his guy. The Suns get to try another coach for what is their deal, man? Ugh. But I did I say this last week or did I just say this to you at some point? If you're the Suns and you are perennially firing coaches, every this is their fourth coach in four years or fifth coach in five years or something, and you give Kokoshkov, who was a Spurs assistant who was pretty sought after, you give him one year and you fire him, and you do it because you want Monty Williams, who is a Sixers assistant, if they didn't get him. What a failure that would have been. Yeah, true. Jesus. But they did. But they did. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, Devin Booker can have another system to have to play in now. The dude's never had the same coach for two years in a row. Mm -hmm. It's insane. It's, dude, it's it's so fucked up. Like, I feel really bad for for athletes when they have to go through something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. fucking what Aaron Gordon's had to go through for the past few years. Uh, Same thing with Evan and, um, and Vucci. But, like... Yeah, like continuity is such a huge thing. Josh Rosen, uh, the quarterback that the Dolphins just traded for during the draft, is about to have his fourth offensive coordinator in one year because the Cardinals fired so many last season. How crazy is that? By the way, 
Chosen Rosen, baby. Let's do it. The Hebrew Hammer. Chosen Rosen? Is that Apparently it's been his nickname since like high school. Huh. Yeah. The Chosen. Cool. It's Cali Kid. I don't know. I'm into it. I'm hype. I mean, I'm uh, pump the brakes. I I have faith in Josh. I think Josh Rosen's going to be good. Right. I liked him a lot last year when he was drafted. I, he was actually my favorite quarterback in that draft class. More because like I like him as a person, like more than being able to like break down his film and like talk like I just think like he's a really forward-thinking, outspoken, really smart guy and NFL teams are afraid of that because he's not a cookie cutter sort of I'm just going to shut up and do my job kind of person. I like that. If you had the the two options of like okay, keeping Ryan Tannehill around or, you know, going with Josh Rosen, which one? I completely I completely understand moving on. I mean, I would have preferred to just keep Tannehill as a backup. Okay. Until his contract was up. For- yeah, you could still make the move for Rosen cuz uh-huh. like I think Tannehill's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick obviously. Okay. But I understand the need to move on from him. I get it. I, I really like Ryan Tannehill as a person, but I, you know, he's in his like seventh or eighth season and now he has injury problems. What do you so. think are like the realistic goals for the Miami Dolphins this year? Uh, so there's like the, 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 the joke line is, um, fish tank. Okay. Cause people think we're tanking. Okay. For Tua tank for Tua. I don't think that's going to happen. Because one, I think tanking in the NFL is way more like. It, d- it doesn't affect you as much. Yeah, it doesn't help you as much because one player can't change things. But if one player can, it's a quarterback. Yeah. Like if Tua is that good, he's the one dude that could change it. But also, I think there's a difference in tanking in a sport like basketball or baseball, where it's also really rampant, versus a sport where people are literally risking their lives. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we'll do that. I think we're better than people think. People kind of forget that we're actually super stacked skill positions. We have a ton of speed at the receiver and running back spots. Uh, our O-line is fucking awful, and it's gotten worse because we didn't bring back Juwan James. So that's going to be our biggest hitch. It's going to be our shitty offensive line and probably weak depth on defense, I would guess, probably. But we might have a really good defensive backfield. I don't know. We'll probably be middle of the field again. Six to eight wins, something like that, I would guess. But uh, again, you got to see how the rosters end up shaping up because – there's still free agents and stuff to sign that are out there. But our O-line is probably going to be awful. Unless, like, some of our rookies hit, maybe. I don't know. Like, if, if like, a random fifth rounder or undrafted free agent ends up being a good player, like, mm-hmm. that sometimes that happens. But right. otherwise, we're probably going to have a shitty O-line again, as the Dolphins have had for my entire life. <laughs> Dude, I fucking I watched an interview with uh, Steve Clifford uh, this morning, mm-hmm. and he actually referenced your boy, Pat Riley. Uh, he was talking about, he was talking about hope because mm-hmm. like, uh, this was like at the, this was like an exit interview, okay. uh, for Steve Clifford, um, at the, at the end of the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they asked him about like sort of the, the young core that the magic have and like how they're going to develop and stuff like that. And he was like, he's like, I, he was like, that's not really my job. Like I'll quote Pat Riley here. He says like, if you, um, are like, uh, very ad- addictive to, to hope uh then the nba isn't for you Ooh, like you, interesting uh, he, he said that like you just have to come in like have uh only evaluate what you see right and and then not what could be yeah that's but, interesting but if you're if you're too focused on that the ifs mm-hmm. um then you're not gonna be able to do your job correctly no that makes like, complete sense especially mm-hmm. from a coach's perspective mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Because yeah. obviously, like, part of his job is developing the players, but he can't rely on that right. in terms of his game in and game out. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't be like, well, man, 
we lost tonight, but in five years, Mo Bamba might be an all defensive player. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> Pat Riley said some weird shit in his exit interview. Like he only speaks like twice a year. Pat Riley is like, right. he doesn't fuck around. He's like, if you're talking to me, uh, media, it's important. Like it's either the end of the season or I have something to say. Uh, but he was like, he was like, yeah, I, I, I've broken down our, our, our roster into like three groups. And it was like always, sometimes, and never. Okay. Those are the three groups. And then he goes, yeah, I'm going to take about 20 notebooks with me to on vacation. He said some like tropical island or some shit. He was like, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm bring 20 notebooks with me and I'm going to come back with a plan. <laughs> he just said some weird shit. Basically being like, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. Uh-huh. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to sway Whiteside and Drogic into declining their player options and opening up a spot to go whale hunting because that dude loves whale hunting. Mm-hmm. And if you just, you know, you go, hey, KD. Who do you think is the most likely free agent? Jimmy Butler. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Butler, for sure. I, full on. You kidding me? You, he could be like, Jimmy Butler, come on in here. Put the ring. He'll do the move. He'll put the rings down. Uh-huh. And then he'll be like, you, you like hard work, right? Yeah. <laughs> we do a body fat test. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think if anyone would come, it would be Jimmy. I think he could get, uh, you know, you want there's hard a work there's as a as well as a, a really good young core that's going to follow yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that are going to fight. Oh yeah, yeah, go to war and shit. Yeah, that's that's the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, is there a is there a potential that he could be like KD? Do you want your Do you want it to be your team? But like, not be on the Knicks. <laughs> He's like, listen, I worked for the Knicks for a long time. Uh-huh. You don't want to work in the same building. It's cold. It's cold up there. <laughs> you don't want to work in the same building as the owner. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to work for that guy. Come on down here, man. Mm-hmm. South Beach. We we fight. We play, we play hard every night. We need you, man. He like he's like the perfect person, right? I'm, and, but like for anyone could say that because yeah. he's arguably the best player on the planet. Uh-huh. But in terms of roster construction, oh yeah, slide KD in at the four. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Bam at the five. <sighs> play like a little. Do you feel like Jimmy? I mean, really K- well, you could also do like a no. Jimmy would play at the three because mm-hmm. if Jimmy came, I think at the starting line it would be Justice. If Gordon left, actually, right. I think if Gordon stays, he still comes off the bench. Justice, J. Rich, Jimmy. Probably Kelly Olynyk still, bam. Mm-hmm. Maybe Derek Jones Jr. instead of Kelly Olynyk, depending on his improvements. Mm-hmm. And I think if KD came, I think they would start Derek Jones Jr. Switch. We never switch anything, but I feel like if they had that roster, they'd switch a lot. Right. They could if they wanted to. Yeah, it's the same thing with the the magic. Like like we don't we we never switch on pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. We play a lot of drift and drop pick and roll coverage, but yep. that, a lot of that is because of Vucci. But like. Or at least that—that's how I rationalize it. Like, yeah, that's how I speculate. Like I'm guessing that. Like yeah, you don't Vucci, want Vucci getting switched on the guards. Exactly. It makes complete sense. Exactly. Yeah. Like um or uh someone big getting on DJ. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because they'll just know, post him up and go fucking eat. Well, I, but, barbecue I mean, chicken. Yeah, because like that that th- those two spots are probably like the the worst two spots if yeah. you're going to be defending pick and roll consistently really well. Yeah, is to have a center and point guard defender yeah. that can't switch. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got. A uh, UFC thing, and then I think we're going to try to get out of here and watch this fourth quarter. Yes. So, uh, I guess first shout out Cowboy won last night, beat Ala Quinta, and Aquinta. we watch. I've heard people say it both ways. Aquinta, <laughs> Aquinta, Aquinta in. <laughs> um, uh, we only saw the last round, but it looked like a really fun fight. 
and Cowboy again. Just the dude's combos are so good. Uh, but he called out Conor McGregor after, which is if they do that, that would be hype. I'd be hype for a Conor Cowboy fight. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'd be extra hype because it's there wouldn't be stakes in terms of a belt, so Cowboy won't have his curse affecting him. So like real Cowboy will show up. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But Cowboy is also undefeated post baby. So who knows what's going on with him in terms of curses and stuff like that. I don't know. I'd love to see Cowboy get a belt. That would be so awesome. It would be cool. Um, but the thing I wanted to say, I don't know if you saw this, Brock Lesnar is no longer trying to come back. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see this. And that was the beginning of the week that came out, that Brock Lesnar is no longer trying to make a comeback. And uh, I, my guess is he's probably in the early testing pool and tested positive for every steroid in existence. And they were like, well... I mean, we kind of have to suspend you. <laughs> uh, that's just speculation, but they then later in the week f- have committed to and announced Daniel Cormier versus Tipe Miocic at UFC 241 for the heavyweight title, which is dope, as it should have been from the beginning. Raise my little note. There we go. But yeah, finally getting Stipe a fight. since He hasn't fought since DC beat him. Because he's basically been like, yo, I know my worth. You know? Like, why would I fight some scrub? I've defended the heavyweight belt more than anyone ever. So, I'm hype. Watch that fight again. It's a good fight the first time. DC caught him. That nasty hook. Mm-hmm. But we all know Stipe, man. He can finish anybody. Plus. How is he going to respond? Yeah. How's he going to respond? And in, like, the future? DC versus John Jones. I mean, Stipe versus John Jones. Heavyweight belt. That's fucking lit. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do shout outs. Let's do it. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I'm doing this shout out for a TV show that is great because it's coming back this week, finally. It's been off for like a year and a half now because they took so long to come back for season five, five or six. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you, like lots of people, five or six years ago when this show came out, we're like, oh, I'll check that show out. You know, I like the movies. Coulson's great in the movies. I like Coulson. We're really underwhelmed and then stopped watching. Jump back in. This is in in my mind that I can think of. I think it's the only movie, only show that definitively to me gets better every season. Okay. Every season to me has been better than the last. And they have gone to some crazy storylines. They've had Ghost Rider. They've gone to space. They've time traveled. They've done insane shit in this show. Mm -hmm. Inhumans. Wild shit. Very good show. Really good cast. Um, the team, you know, they're, they're characters that really grow on you and you really learn to love. I'm super hyped <clears> for the, <throat> new, the new season. And that's pretty much it. It's a really quick shout out. But it's coming back May 10th later this week. So, you know, if you gave up on it at one point, I would highly recommend getting back into it. And if you've stuck with it, get Hype Squad. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah. My shout out. On like, have I ever brought up Criterion Collection? No. In this episode. No. No. Never brought that up seems like something that we probably, probably talked about. Probably it. mentioned yeah. a couple times, right? Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So what the Criterion Collection is, I would recommend it for anybody that is going into the film industry. If you are a writer, actor, director, if, if you like you, Wes Anderson, <laughs> Wes Anderson esque movies. Um. But like. Uh, not just in in style, but like in how they're kind of offbeat. Um, Criterion Collection is basically just a, a, a collective site 
uh, that uh, gathers a lot of sort of aut- uh, auteur-focused mm-hmm. films, um, a lot of foreign now, films, art house films. Um, these used to all be available on like Hulu or something, so it right? Went, but now they have their own streaming platform? So um, it's gone through a, a couple different things as far as like how what they're... So where you, you can, can find them where you can find the criterion collection obviously you can just google criterion collection and it'll take you to their site and you can Buy order them. yeah and you can uh order DVD, dvds and stuff like that don't and, they have like special covers and, and stuff? It, it, it's kind of special cool. yeah special covers booklets that come with the the dvds and stuff cool collector's item kind but of things also like the the actual content there's a lot more content that comes with the movie itself as Ooh, well right so you'll you'll get a lot of really um exclusive commentaries mm-hmm. uh behind the scenes work um, a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, now, as far as uh, outside of the the physical stuff that you can order through their site, they have gone through a couple different st- uh, streaming services. Um, the first one was Hulu. That was reg- originally why I uh, started getting into Hulu is because they had the Criterion Collection available. They went from Hulu, then they went to Filmstruck. Filmstruck uh, collapsed. Uh, so... Now they're doing their own streaming service, and I'm pretty sure it's available now. There are some some hitches as far as like, uh, like how good the streaming. I haven't I haven't used it yet. You've um, just seen stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot, a lot of people are like, yeah, the interface isn't that great yet. Um, but they're going through a lot of growing pains as far as starting up their basically like their own yeah. streaming service. Um, but yeah, Criterion Collection. Criterion Collection. Agents of Shield. Shout out. Let's uh, 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 got to do this stuff later this week. I almost just like walked over to the TV to turn this game on. <laughs> There's like eight minutes and it's tied. Um, later this week, spoilers for mid nineties. Get hyped for that. There is a poll for you to vote on for our last spoiler episode of the month between John Wick three Parabellum and Booksmart. And find us on social media. That's basically it. ChrisMichaelStott.com. Check out his scripts. Chris Michael Stott on Instagram. Find me, DavinWell25. Twitter and Instagram. Find the show, The Chris and Kyle Show. YouTube. All podcasting platforms. Facebook. Instagram. Pod on Twitter. You can find the polls in those places. Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's it. We out. Basketball. We out. <laughs> we out. Stay weird. Stay weird.